0: Hi guys, welcome back. This podcast is going to be on a serious topic. Today I wanted to discuss Mm -hmm. about how to deal with depression and anxiety. Initially, Mm -hmm. I had the question if I was the right person to talk about it or not. And it is natural Mm -hmm. for me to ask that question because I never really suffered from depression and anxiety. So I actually Mm -hmm. messaged Alina like we had as a guest in the podcast. Alina, welcome back. We've had her before. So... I actually messaged her because she has been through it and so I thought she could speak about it better than I could. And last, we did speak about it on the last podcast but we did dive deeper into it. So thank yeah. thanks for doing this and this time we'll dive in deeper and you know I want to tell you I really love the way that you are always there to help for a good cause and share the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember no. when I messaged you, you instantly agreed to this one. So,
1: yeah, no, 100%. I mean, the main thing is like what you said when you say to be going through depression, it's, it's sort of something that will always be with you your whole life. It's not something that's like a cold, you know, that you recover from. It's an ongoing illness, basically, that you'll always kind of have. It's just about managing it.
0: So actually, I wanted to start by explaining to people that there's a huge difference between clinical depression and just feeling sad. So I think if I'm not wrong, clinical depression is a problem for the body. It's like a hormonal problem where the chemicals in the brain behave differently and cause hormonal imbalance while common depression is something which we all have faced when We lose someone close to us or don't get desired results or break up or something like that. So Elena, you have gone through both if I'm not wrong.
1: So the thing is, is that it's a human emotion to be sad. You know, that's natural. But depression is more like it's an ongoing kind of sadness. You know, it's an ongoing battle. It's like a consistency of so many lows, you know, that you just can't come out of. Like, so that's have, the main difference.
0: So do you still have that? Or is it like, does it end? Or what is it no, like?
1: That, that, that's what I mean. Like, depression isn't like a one-off thing. Depression is like an ongoing battle that you'll always have. It's an illness that you suffer from. So that's the thing, it's not like a a one-off thing that one week you're fine and one week you're not. Depression is like an ongoing battle and you then manage it, Uh, you know, some people manage it through medication, um, other people manage it through other means. So I, I, I don't like taking medication, therefore I don't, but then I manage it through different like outlets. So it's very important to differentiate between, you know, being down and having an off day and depression. And there's nothing wrong with suffering from it, you know? It's like your, your arm gets hurt, so then you fix it. But then your mind can also get hurt. So therefore, you have to treat that as well.
0: What is the effect of clinical depression on someone? How does it... It's
1: like, I can only speak from from like my experience and people who are close to me who suffer from depression. It's just you feel that there's no way out so you always just like for me i can only describe it as like you just feel like this heavy heavy sadness like this dark cloud and you just can't see the sunshine basically for me that Mm -hmm. that's my experience how i would describe it as other people have different you know their depression is different, like each person is different. Some people will maybe like constantly cry all the time, you know, or they'll have like they'll be super erratic, like they'll go from like extreme highs to extreme lows. So There's like a generalized like certain symptoms, but it's kind of personal to the individual as to you know which part they fall under. So,
0: how do you think one why do people like? Get depression or clinically depressed. How do they catch it? Is that, no, no, no. What happened?
1: Is this? That... It's not about. That's the thing. It's not about catching it. It's it's just something that just happens. I mean, sometimes. I mean, there are scientists that say, oh, it's like a hormonal imbalance and things like that. But we have to be careful with the terminology that's used because it's not something that you just catch. You know, it's just sometimes you just get to that point where it's just you just constantly feel low and you just don't see a way out and it's just important to treat it you know how you know that it is an illness you know and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it you just have to seek help that's the main thing so how do you deal with it? It's wrong to describe it as something that you catch because it's not something that you catch. It's not like a cold. It's just that your your brain is just unwell and needs healing. It needs, you know, an outlet. It might it might need a medication if there's a hormonal imbalance, or you know, you might need to see a therapist and things like that. Like everyone knows one of the main Hollywood actresses, the Padukone, who suffers from depression. You know, so it's it's wrong to say that it's just something you catch.
0: So how does one deal with it? if they do that,
1: that, So something, so a lot of people take medication. Um, from my experience, I don't like taking medication. I go down the homeopathic route and I write a lot and I speak a lot to my friends and that is my outlet. Like that's how I'm able to kind of manage it. And like I'm more aware of when I have like extreme lows, you kind of, you can spot the signs before you know that you're going to sink and then you just take action. But every person, it's it's a personal battle. It's a personal journey.
0: Okay, so I have not. I don't really have much knowledge about this topic. So I'm asking if if my questions may be silly, but it's just my mind. So let's say, Um. So when we are young and all, when we're twenties, thirties, and all, we usually are always happy and all that stuff. But you said we can't really catch the depression. It's not like cold. Mm. So when how does it happen? Like a phase from. Long happiness everything's
1: going fine, to that no, no phase one, no where one, No one, no one to... really knows like how it happens. Sometimes it's just like a trigger and you just find yourself like constantly just in a dark space. You know, there's no kind of sign. there's different things where they say, you know, it's kind of like, it can be like lifestyle or it can just be like environment, environmental changes or it can be hormonal changes and it just, it just happens. You know, sometimes even like the richest and wealthiest of people can suffer from it. It's not, it, it doesn't discriminate, you know, it is something that can just happen to people. And the important thing is, is just to seek help.
0: So, but do you Time. think there is a relation of, um, a clinical depression and a lack of nutrition? Is there a relation between no. that or no?
1: No, no, no.
0: So, Okay. So, okay, I'm not really sure about this topic, so I don't have many questions put up, but this is what was in my mind, actually.
1: It's not, so, like, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's about breaking taboo. It's not because, say, for example, you're not healthy and things like that. These things just happen. And it's important to break the whole stigma around it. You know, if, you're, if your immune system is low, you treat it. If your brain is low, you also treat that.
0: You know, that's the
1: main thing. And it's about, it's about people being more understanding and not treating it as if you're like a leper or something like that, that you're contagious. You know, people need to understand that sometimes people can be really hurting or that they can be in a really bad state. And it's just important that then if someone comes to you and they want to talk to you, just be there for them. That's the main thing.
0: So how do you think we as a society should change those people? How, do, how should we change?
1: People treat depression as if it's just like, if, if a mother tells a friend, oh, um, my daughter's suffering from depression, you know, the reaction when people say, oh my God, like, you know, then people gossip and things like that. You know, it's just like, get a grip. Someone can have like a brain that's not well. You know, it doesn't mean that the parenting is bad or the lifestyle is bad or anything like that. So it's about breaking that myth and that mental health should be recognized as something serious, you know, like mental health isn't spoken about in India. It's just not spoken about, you know, yeah. and, you know more, should be done, more should be done, for example, in schools to make, you know, for example, people like you and like, you know, the rest of the population, like aware that, you know, people should be able to talk about mental health without being judged. I wouldn't judge someone if like, they had like, chicken pox or if they had malaria, so why would you judge someone if their brain was unwell, you know?
0: I think it's not really taken seriously at all because what happens when someone talks about that, okay I have mental health, it's really first of all the fact is really hard to believe that because we're, yeah. it's, we're usually experiencing a normal environment. And we're seeing that person happy, smiling and all. And when they tell us that they're suffering from clinical depression or something, it becomes really hard on our side to believe and we're thinking it's a joke or something. I
1: think, I think like, that is one of the problems. Yeah, because you can be depressed and experience extreme highs and extreme lows. And sometimes people don't want to speak about it. So they put on a front that they're super happy and that everything's fine you know there's not there's no set guide to like okay, you have to have x y z symptoms to be classed as depressed you know there's a general like um understanding of you know certain symptoms, but people shouldn't judge that you know people think, okay, for example, if you think of the term depressed, you think sadness, heavy heart, but there's so much more to it than that there's erratic behavior there's extreme highs there's extreme lows you know there's so much more, so people have to Basically, start from the beginning and not come with all these sorts of stereotypes.
0: So, what, was some of, what what happens to you when you're suffering? Like, do you get snappy? Do you get upset? What what, what do you go through? No, at those I'm moments? just
1: really, I, mean, I just go really low and quiet. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to be around anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just switch off from the world. That's what I do. I switch off. Oh. I don't. I don't want to. So that's the thing. People have different experiences. Some people can feel like suicidal you know some people can go out and just they want to sleep with so many people people deal with it differently which is where like medication and things like in order to manage it so that you kind of plateau instead of having this kind of you know up and down and up and down so have you (laughs) but my friends recognize like i've been able to be more open with my friends so i know that when I'm feeling that I'm sinking, I tell my friend, like my best friend, I, I tell them that, okay, like today's like a bad day. I'm feeling like really low and they just sit, they'll just sit there with me or they'll sit on the phone. You know, they won't talk or anything like that, but they'll just sit there because just to make me feel that I'm not alone. It's, I mean, they just want to like be there because it's not really like a loneliness thing. Just sometimes, I don't know, I just switch off from the world. That's it. I don't want to so, talk to anyone. I don't want to be around anyone. Like that's it. And then you just start overthinking, and then it's just this cycle.
0: So from our side, when we see someone clinically depressed, what should we do? Should we like, if they're saying they want to cut off, should we let them be, or do we try to help them? No, out? Do we take think, them out? What do we do? What should we do? I think you our- should just.
1: Make it clear. You should make it clear. Listen, I'm here if you want to talk. Even if you don't want to talk, I will sit with you. You know? Sometimes just sitting next to a person in silence is just is all that's needed. Just for them to know that they're not, not alone with what they're feeling. That you're just there for them. You, you can't force a person, but you can just sit there and be there for them.
0: So you said you don't really like taking medication the build sign about yeah. it, right? Yeah, but have, hmm. you,
1: have you consumed it before? No. Never. But I know people close to me, very close to me um, that have. And it's just, I, I've never really taken antibiotics anyway because I've always been super allergic to medication. But it's just, it's something that I wanted to control. But if the doctor, like the doctor did tell me that he, he suggested in his opinion that I should take it, but I've been able to find other outlets that work for me. But if it got worse as I got older, then of course I would take like medication to help. But for now, it's under control.
0: But do you think they would have a side effect, the medication, the pills?
1: No, I mean like I mean I think everything in life has side effects. Even from like the food that you eat has like side effects. So I mean paracetamol, like, you know, some of the most like basic things have side effects. People smoke, people drink, that has side effects. People shouldn't be put off by the fact that, oh, you know, the, the, this medication has this side effect. Everything you, everything you do in life has an effect. So it would be unfair to kind of um, say, if you take this medication, then something's going to happen. Right. I mean, they, they tell you, like, with like with any antibiotic, or no, it was, no, it's not an antibiotic, but they, with any medication, you shouldn't just come off something immediately. You should always consult, you know, clinical advice. And you should follow... The, um, the dosages that the doctor says and things like that. But again, that's very personal between yourself and the doctor.
0: So when, that, when you feel that low, when you, mm. when you like you said, you talk, tell your friend that you're feeling low and then they're like prepared, mm-hmm. they, they tell you they're waiting for you. Enough. Are there any activities you do to make you feel better or is there nothing?
1: So I, go, so I go for a walk, but mainly for me, I blast a lot of music and I try and distract my mind. That's what I do because my mind just works at like a million miles per hour. So I try and recognize that if I feel that I'm sinking, I try and like distract myself. So, and I try and like, I, try, I basically try and like internally fight it. So I take sorry. homeopathic, I take homeopathic medication and that's what works for me. It kind of calms me and I'm able to go about my day
0: but, but nothing is like normal. you can do anything on a daily basis is there's something which you do or nothing
1: it's just normal no it's just it's just like normal like every day I take like homeopathic but that's because it just it just relaxes me like that's it but I mean even if I do take it sometimes I have bad days but I kind of train my mind to kind of think of either positive things or to you know force myself to do stuff like I will call my friend whereas before I would just want to be by myself I, I force myself to do stuff.
0: So there's this huge myth, which I've even noticed around. And I've heard people talk about it also, which is that if you're feeling sad, if you're suffering from depression, they're like, they take it as a joke. So I've heard people around me, some of my friends specifically to say that, they would say that have a cup of coffee, that will make you feel better. That'll make you feel, uh, uh, if you're feeling low, that'll make you feel better. Have a chocolate or something.
1: Yeah, but I feel like that's just very, that's just very ignorant. You know, that's what I mean. People need to educate themselves more about like mental, like mental health. Here in the UK, we have literally like mental health, like awareness week, you know, awareness month and everything like that. It's something that is constantly spoken about. And it's made clear to like the British public that it's not something to be ashamed about. And it's not it's not a joking matter. It's not something like you can say to someone, oh, you know, oh, you'll be fine, cheer up, things could be worse. That's not supportive. That I find that very patronizing and condescending. And you're not going to bring about change by being stuck in such a kind of old mindset. Because it is, it's a serious illness. Like people and there's like different grades to it, but it's just people need to be aware that you know, this is a very important topic and there should be no shame. Like, like if and no one would have literally the balls to judge me because I'm like, who are you to judge me? Yeah. So what I have good days. I have bad days. I like, yeah, I suffer from depression and what, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a part of who I am. It doesn't define me. I define who I am.
0: Is I'm not sure about this, but is anxiety also related to depression, anxiety, and fear? Or is yes, that I, a I, completely
1: different topic? I mean, like some people can have anxiety without having depression. I have like horrific anxiety, but again, like I can control it, you know. So, I mean, you don't have to have everything to be classed as like you know, clinically depressed and everything like that, but you can suffer from anxiety. I mean, a lot of people control their anxiety through, I mean, again, there's a difference between being nervous and being anxious, you know, suffering from anxiety. A lot of people can, you know, control it, like with their breathing and things like that. So I have,
0: this is the topic which is new to me. So I really didn't know much about it. But is there something which you would like to talk about? Something which I have skipped or missed?
1: No, I just think it's good that you're raising awareness because, I mean, I guess the public are becoming more aware of mental health in India because of what's happened recently. But, you know, I'm hoping that this is the starting point that people start to talk about it because if you want to bring about change and you want to understand something, you have to talk about it. You have to do your due diligence. You have to, you have to like teach yourself to understand it, recognize the symptoms like in your friends and just be a good human being and be there for someone and not judge someone. There's no reason to judge someone at all if they have a mental health issue. As a human being, you should be there to help them. And it's important to have the conversation and know that there's no shame in talking about it.
0: But if someone's I, gonna
1: judge you, then who the hell are they, like seriously?
0: But What if someone is suffering from depression? How do they tell that to another person? Because
1: well, there may be people that's a personal choice like no one knew about my depression until I did my TED talk because it wasn't something I personally felt comfortable with talking about so it comes down as well to the individual sometimes people don't want to tell anyone and that's up to them I just feel now that I'm comfortable in talking about it if you'd asked me four years ago I wouldn't have spoken about it I just felt that like I just didn't want to it wasn't anyone's business and I just felt. I felt that I didn't understand it enough. Also personally, like, and so I wanted to deal with it myself and understand it and know, you know, what was happening, how I was feeling and taking time out for myself before I brought anyone else into that circle. So again, it's like a personal choice. Sometimes people don't want to talk and you have to respect that. If someone doesn't want to talk about it, just be like, okay, fine. I understand you don't want to talk about it, but understand that I'm there for you, you know, check in on that person. Takes two seconds to check in on a person, are you okay? And literally mean it. Don't be like, Are you okay? and then just not really care. You know, a lot of people say, Hey, how are you? And they'll say, Oh yeah, I'm fine. But are they really fine?
0: So how did you get to that stage where you felt like you were suffering through it? Or are you mentally able to know that you were suffering from it? Because sometimes we don't even know.
1: I remember it precisely. It was coming up to the end of 2016. I felt that everything was falling apart. And I'd never, I'd never, ever felt that way in my life before. I remember I was nonstop crying. And I went to my doctor and I didn't tell anyone. And I went to my doctor and I never go to my doctor. And I actually went to him to get some uh, medication for my migraines. And then he just said to me, oh, so Elena, I never, I never see you. Because like, you're always like healthy and stuff like that. I never see you. How are you? And then I just burst out crying and I couldn't stop crying. And then just everything came out, every problem, every issue, how I was feeling and how I literally I felt so low that I just didn't want to live anymore. I didn't I didn't want to be in this world anymore. And my doctor literally, bless him, he canceled like every other appointment. And I just sat there and I was just crying. Like I literally, I remember it in my head. Like my hair was all curly and it was just tied back in a bun, like I didn't care about my appearance. And I remember it was really cold. I was wearing my gray jacket and my boots and I just couldn't stop crying. Like on the out, on, to the outside world, my life looked perfect. You know, but I remember sitting there with my doctor, Dr. Dar, yeah, and I just, I couldn't stop crying. And there's like a history of depression in my family. And he was, he said to me, he he gave me the whole like counselor's list and everything. And he said to me that he would like to prescribe me medication. And I said, no, no, no. Like I've got a grip on it. I can do this. And he said, listen, whenever you feel like this, he said, he said, he doesn't care how many people are waiting in the clinic. I just come in and come straight through. And then the thing is, is that Even though he had diagnosed it at that time, he said, you come back and see me in two weeks' time. He said, do you promise? And I said, yes. I didn't go back in two weeks' time because I didn't want to acknowledge, I guess, the reality of the situation. Because I still felt that, like, I was a failure, like it was a bad thing. But as time goes on, I realized that it's not, you know?
0: It's not a sign of just like.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was the thing because I'm always used to being like so strong. Everyone who knows me knows that like I'm super strong. So I didn't want to feel like I was a failure. So I had to kind of deal with it and, you know, kind of face myself properly in the mirror and accept that, you know, something there's nothing wrong with me. It's not bad to to be experienced this or to be diagnosed, you know. And I can talk about it now. You asked me like four years ago, I just I would not have said a word. But now it's like I openly talk about it and when I do openly talk about it, you'd be surprised at how many people then tell me about like their battles and their journeys. So then you're actually able to help and share experiences, you know, like what works for you and like things like that.
0: So is there any specific reason which made you like with the change for this four years back to now or what is it like? Um, What's the reason?
1: What is in that how I can talk about it now? I think it was just more kind of that it kind of put everything into perspective for me, I guess. It put like my life into perspective and people around me and just like everything I was doing and my career. And I just took, I decided that I needed to take control of my life and I needed to make certain changes and I had to prioritize myself. Like I'm really terrible at prioritizing myself. Ask anyone, I'm like the worst and i think this gave me the kick up the ass that i had to take control of my life and i had to do things my way and just you know at my pace and be able to say no to people and to just try and be happy you know being happy and stuff sometimes is a journey but you get there
0: so in, in a way this is i'm not sure has this helped you improve your decision making skill because i think before you send and 10 down before you used to be like yes 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 to everything and yeah, yeah,
1: very and dust so I'll give you an example, like recently, obviously reels launched in India. Well, only for like select like people, whatever. So then I was able to do reels, you know, the new Instagram feature reels. And I'd say like 99% of comments, for example, were like super positive and kind. But then you had some really aggressive like trolls, you know, them saying, you know, that it would be that, you know, I deserve to be raped because of like what I wore and things like that and Rishi Raj who you know um he was concerned he was concerned because he didn't want it to get into my head and I said to him I said don't worry like literally I don't care about these things if someone's going to hide behind a computer screen I literally like don't care I don't care for any negativity in my life I really don't because I'm like it's not you're not paying my bills so I don't care I literally, literally like, I don't care. Someone can say something bad to me and I'm like, who are you? Like, I care, I do not care. I'm like, I've achieved so much in my life. I've got my legal studies, I've got my charity work, my acting career, my modeling career. I don't give a crap about any like rubbish that people say about me. I actually pity them. I literally think I feel so sorry for you that you feel the need to take out your anger and your hatred because that's what it is out on me. So I'm like, whatever. I think it's that way also. So
0: it's it's funny because even I I feel empathy for them because they actually have time to go through a fifteen second reel. Then they will think another thirty seconds about thinking something negative and another one minute to type it out. And all they're just wasting their time to spread negativity in the world while that yeah. is not even having an impact on anyone. So it's kind and the of thing bad.
1: Is, right, I started responding because it would just because I don't understand that mindset. And Rishi Raj was like, Elena, just don't even bother because it's like talking to a rock. You can't educate someone who is ignorant and you cannot educate someone who is so full of hate and disgust because that's something internal. That's something that they have to deal with. That's their battle. So then I just don't respond. I'm just like, sod it. Like, if you're going to take your time to troll me, I don't really care, but I will report you to the cyberbullying. So, because it's just, you people need to just learn that that behavior is unacceptable it really is unacceptable you would think given the current climate that people would be more aware that their words and things can have a damage like on people but obviously like people are just like stupid at times and they don't see the link i'm like all right i'm sure your parents or your sister or your friends will be proud of you you know to troll someone like yeah that makes you such a big person
0: but do you think when at the times when you're feeling low and you see these comments or something like that does that have an even worse impact on you or you yeah. just don't feel that bad?
1: no no simply because i'm just like a dumb you're literally i'm just like a dumb <laughs> like but probably if you'd have, if you'd have asked me maybe four years back when i i felt much weaker it may have like had more of an effect on me but these days i'm like i really don't care Like, you're not going to stop me from living my life. You're not going to stop me from posting whatever the hell I want on social media because I'm going to do me. If you have a problem with it, don't look. If you feel the need to comment, understand that I'm not going to pay attention because I don't care.
0: I think this, I think I saw this video, I think about two years back, and that, it's two years back, but I still remember it very well. It was a video by Gary B. And Gary b said that he doesn't listen to the yeas or the boos. He doesn't focus on the positive or negative. So nothing gets in his mind. Because there are a lot of people, those are people who uh, focus a lot on the yes, when they get the boos, when they get the bad stuff on them, thrown at them, even that affects them. While there are people who don't let the positive or the negative affect them. It's just in because their the
1: mind. Thing is, it is difficult to not get affected. But the thing is, you just got to remember this is a pathetic human being hiding behind a computer screen. That's how you just got to remember. Like, always remember this is literally someone who clearly hates themselves and hates their life. And they'll be like, no, I don't hate my life. I'm like, but you clearly do if you're going to randomly troll someone who you don't even know. Like, it's so pointless and so stupid that I literally can't understand that level of stupidity. Like, literally, I'm like, that's like IQ minus like 900. It's just so. <laughs> dumb it literally is the most stupid thing in the world but hey you want to be stupid you can be stupid
0: <laughs> so right now you said um 2020 you're dealing with it in a different way and not letting it affect you but you said 2016 hmm. you dealt with the trolls and negative comments differently so how was it back then hmm. no
1: 2016 i was like in a very bad place you know so but to be honest i didn't really have much negativity in terms of like social media i mean These days, even, I don't really go on social media that much. Like, once I post a reel, I'm like, that's it. Or, like, once I do a post, I'm like, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to go back and, like, check the comments and stuff. I mean, sometimes I look through it, but it just doesn't affect me anymore. And and most of the people are actually really nice. There's obviously just those few that have to be stupid. I mean, the irony is is that when some of them write in Hindi, I'm like, yeah, I don't even understand that. So, like, the joke's on you because it's, like, wasted, you know? So I'm like, all right. And sometimes I think, if I'm bored, I'll just, sometimes if I'm bored, I'll just sit there and block because you know, mm-hmm. it's fun. <laughs> I don't care.
0: But I think you've had a really huge positive impact on a lot of people, and I think I, think I got a lot of comments and replies after I remember I posted my podcast with you. A lot of people yeah. they just look at you as a pretty person, but I think they connected with you on a deeper level. So that was really amazing yeah. that the response to that.
1: I know to do that, like, you know, with my TED talk, that's when I was able to like, well, I was speaking for half an hour on my TED talk, but it just, um, people need to remember that just because you see someone doesn't mean like that's who they are as a person. What you see here is not who I am as a person. How I look is not who I am as a person, you know, like I'm such an introvert, you know, I love nothing more than like staying at home. I'll watch movies, I'll have dinner, like I'll play with my cats, I'll show my friends. You know? If people want to judge me, I'm like, go ahead. Like, I really don't care. Like, it, yeah. it, I feel bad for you that you feel the need to talk about me and think about me. So, you know. Well, yeah, I think
0: <laughs> that was the coolest thing. I think I remember first, firstly, people were, when I put out the thing that I was doing a podcast with you, people were looking at the glamour part. They were like, oh, okay, that's a model and all that's so cool. After they saw the whole podcast, they had a different perception about you, you know? So that's
1: really cool. So, I mean, like, people just, shouldn't, people just shouldn't judge in general. Like, I literally, I don't judge anything. I like to get to know people. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it was just how, like, we were in school and stuff. You, you just don't judge. I mean, who are you to judge? Who is anyone to judge anyone else? I mean, I was raised, like, strict Catholic. We're taught that the only one that can judge you is God, you know? When you go into purgatory otherwise no one can judge you like who are you to judge anyone mm-hmm. therefore it's it's never been like my mindset to think oh my god that person looks so fabulous they must be such a like you know bitch and things like that you know i'm just like oh my god that person is so fabulous i wish i had like her stuff you know i wish i had her style
0: like Absolutely. you gotta train
1: negatively I... Exactly. I think we need to train ourselves. So I remember
0: there was a phase Mm -hmm. of mine where I used to judge people directly without even knowing them. Even if I heard some gossip about them, if it was based on Mm -hmm. some gossip or just the way you perceive it from the outward perception, we're just judging them that, okay, Mm -hmm. this person is rude, this person is nice, this person looks pretty. So it's, it's just like that. And then slowly, there were times when I realized after talking to that person, it turned out that the person was completely different. And I think since oh yeah,
1: then, most, people, I, most, people, most, people, most people when they meet me are scared of me and then they get to know me and they're like, oh, you're actually really nice. I'm like, well, yeah, if you would spoken hmm. to me, then you would realize that I'm actually a really nice person. I just have like a natural resting bitch face. Like that's it. And
0: otherwise, I after, I'm like, I'm you're actually really sweet. So even like, I was kind of, no, I was kind of scared. Would it happen or would it not happen? Like the first podcast, and then I DM'd you. So, yeah, and then I, mean, I
1: remembered. I I literally remembered that we still had to do like this one, so I messaged you. I was just like, "Hey, so like, does this work for you? You know, I'm not one of those people that like have ego and stuff like that. I'm like, well, what's the point? Seriously, like, life is too short. Like, just live your goddamn life. That's it. And if people are going to judge you or be mean to you, just cut them out. It doesn't matter if they're your best friends. It doesn't matter if they're like, your family, your partner, whatever. If anyone is bringing you down, cut them out. Very simple.
0: Yeah, and I think that requires a lot of training of mind. And by training of mind, it can be even the type of content we consume. It can be the negative content we consume or the positive one. Both of them have an impact. So I think it depends it
1: on that out also. anything that is not adding to your life. If it, doesn't add it, if it doesn't add any value to your life, then don't even entertain it. I literally have like, it's not even that I have zero patience. I just don't waste my time. I don't have time to waste. There's so much that I want to do with my life. That if you're going to be negative or if you're going to waste my time, I literally will just not even engage. It's pointless. My time is precious. I had to ask you about this
0: article. I had to ask you about this article, actually. So I think there was an article put up that you got cats from Mumbai to London. Did that happen? Mm -hmm. Like, from the stray cats? Could you tell us about that a bit?
1: Oh, that's my... um, So each of my... Well, pretty much every cat that I have, I found, like, in horrific conditions, like, in Mumbai, like, One of them, like his skin was cut, the other one was kicked in the face, you know? And then I couldn't find fosters for them or like I couldn't get them adopted. So I thought, to be honest, as soon as like I bring a cat into like my home, that cat is like never leaving. So then it was like a first for Indian customs. It was a first for British Airways of flying seven street cats basically from Bombay to London. And now they live like happily here. They're bloody snobs, you know? They think they're too good for everything, but you know. They live happily ever after. Like for me, I most people always ask you prefer acting or modelling. I love my charity work. The acting and modelling give me a platform to do my charity work.
0: Yeah, I'm noticing like, I a lot on your pages. I think a lot on your pages. Even when you find someone, a uh, cat or a sweet dog in Mumbai, you will be putting up a story <laughs> to find help for them. And if you can, you will have someone from your team do that. I,
1: yeah, I know what means. I know. My, my morals and I know my, like, my values. I know what's important to me. So I don't give a crap what anyone else thinks. Like, I'm the most, like, low maintenance person there is. And any guy I dated, which isn't actually that many, that's the thing, so people think of how I look, that I must date a lot and I go out, but I'm not. I'm a full-on Disney princess. I believe in Disney, I grew up on Disney. So I believe in, like, Prince Charming and everything like that. I've always had, like, long-term relationships. So, and then people were just like, oh my God, she must have had her lips done or she like, I remember like someone said to me, oh, they're like, did you have Botox done? In my head, I was thinking with what money? And I had, I had my breast implants and I'm like, again, with what money? I'm not the kind of person that spends a lot of money on myself. I just don't because I would rather put it towards my charity work. And for the record, I've never had any surgery because for everyone who knows me knows I am petrified of needles. And I'm like petrified of dying, like in the sense that I've got too much to do that I would be really pissed off if I died. So That's how the, I see it. Like I'm, not, I'm not scared of death. It would just be a massive inconvenience.
0: But when you um, so a lot of people out there who I've noticed it a lot. So in fact, I think I was, I'm from Gujarat, but I stay in Goa. So I think once I was in Gujarat, I noticed one of my neighbors there, so it was beating up a street dog and when we told him not to do that he started fighting with us so what do you, what do you want to tell to those kind of people like, Indian,
1: Indian how, law says that you can, Indian law specifically states that you can feed a stray animal that is Indian law it doesn't matter what the fricking society says it doesn't matter even what the cop says it's Indian law that you can feed a stray animal And if anyone stops you, you can file an F-I-R. That is the law. That is Indian law. No one freaking stops me from feeding strays. No way. Firstly, I'm 5'10". I'm, like, so much, like, taller than, like, the majority of the population. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I'm not going to let an animal starve just because you find it an inconvenience or you find that, you know, an animal is a nuisance. I'm like, you're a human being. You either go and pray or worship or yada, yada, yada. But then you don't take care of what's around you. I mean, I hate hypocrites. No, and no one can stop you from feeding a stray, it's illegal. Yeah, if they try doing not, it, you go, fine.
0: It's not just in the law, it even comes down to humanity and mankind, and even the culture itself. So, in fact, I feed stray dogs outside my house. And the thing is, um, so the thing is, my mom actually told me this when I was really very small that. It's the way you do it. Whatever money we make, there's different parts of it. There's parts for us, but there are also parts for animals that can't speak. There are parts we need to do our work for the trees around us, the forest, by taking care of them. So in every alien household, also there's a tulsi plant. So yeah, you, it's to, that way. you
1: just have to be a human being. You know, like yeah. All I can say, you should just be a human being. It's your responsibility as a human being to help those who, you know, need help. And if you don't do anything and you stand by when you see that there's an injustice, then you're equally as bad. That's how I see it as. So, You, you know, are equally complicit. If you don't do anything when you see something bad happening, you are equally as complicit. You should never stand by and say nothing when something is, like, unjust. You just shouldn't. I mean, like sometimes I've been by myself when I take on like so many people if I'm feeding a straight, I don't care. I know what my responsibility is as a human being. And I also know what the Indian law is. So I don't care. I will take on a thousand people because it's the right thing to do. It doesn't matter if you're in the minority, if it's the right thing, it's moral. And, you know, it's the just thing to do as a human being Then fricking do it. Oh, what, because your friends are going to judge you or your partner's going to judge you. you know, my part, my former partner has judged me. My friends have judged me. I don't care. I cut them out. I still keep doing what I believe is the right thing to do.
0: And I think I really appreciate you for that because I think it requires a lot of strength to do what you do. Like uh, yes, going against a thousand people.
1: But if you want change to happen, you have to start with yourself. You know, you have to stand up for any injustice that you see like a lot of people say oh but you know the city is so polluted yada yada but then they'll throw their rubbish on the street i'm like well how can you expect change to happen if you don't make the change yourself
0: so elena do you have any last notes before we end this
1: oh let me see last notes um not really i just think that um in terms of depression people should know that There is nothing wrong if you're diagnosed with depression. There's absolutely nothing wrong. It doesn't make you a a failure. It doesn't make you a crap human being, nothing like that. But I do encourage that if you do feel low or erratic behavior, to then please seek help. Don't be embarrassed, do not be ashamed, seriously. Look after yourself, make you a number one priority. And don't give a crap about what anyone else thinks, seriously because they might not even be there with you in like 50 years time. So literally do not give a crap. Prioritize yourself and be good.
0: Okay, so thanks so That's much, it. everyone. For, thanks so much for being a part of this, Lena. I will actually link your handles down below the tw- on the, or in the description. And maybe uh, they can DM you. And luckily, if they're lucky enough, they can maybe like, get an answer or something. Like if they're suffering
1: the thing is, is that I do respond to as many people as I can, but understand that I'm also juggling my work. I have to earn. If I don't earn, then strays don't get fed and neutered and stuff. But I do try. So I say, please just have some patience. And if I haven't got round to responding to you yet, then please don't take it personally. It's most likely because I haven't seen it. Like, I'm literally, I'm not a mean person. Like, I just like, my time is just so at times like tight. So please don't take it personally if I haven't responded.
0: So thanks so much, Anita.